Welcome to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a six-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is April 12th, and this is episode 183. Hopefully you guys are having a wonderful Wednesday, as always. We've got some very exciting things to talk about in the space today. Uh, a couple levels that we need to be paying attention to. Obviously, we've had some news come out about FTX potentially relaunching services today. FTT has taken a decent jump from it. Very interesting to see what will happen there if they return all the lost funds. You know, I think that's the, the core thing that they need to do before anything actually comes out of it. Obviously, their trust and transparency <laughs> is, uh, is through the floor. You know, we'll have to see how that goes. Interesting news, though. We'll maybe dive a little bit deeper into it in a bit here. So as always, we're going to start by taking a look at our macro timeframes, midterm macros, and what's going on in here. As per the weekly, ETH and BTC, nothing has really changed as of yet. We don't have any signs of massive turnarounds, you know, overall. Continuation to the upside, very prominent, of course, right? Nothing's really changed here. We have our green dots, our money flows pointing to the upside. Wolfpack in the green. T-seed. Everything's good and golden. Now, when we start looking down into our more midterm macro, once we start getting into the daily, the 16-hour, the 12-hour, and everything below that, we are starting to see another divergence forming, at least as far as the Wolfpack is concerned. Money flow and... Uh, Market Liberator are not in agreement with this. So what this tells me here is that more than likely there is going to be some sort of small to medium term downside push. Maybe as little as what we saw from 28 to 26.9. The most important level that we need to pay attention to right now is 28.650 or 28.600, 500, somewhere in that zone. If we get a complete retest and we hold the previous, what was resistance now support, continuation up, very likely. And the point of which that we would try and break these divergences is that much higher. If the divergence actually potentially plays out, we're still looking into the previous zone that we've been talking about for uh, the last week or two. We're still looking into the 26, 25K region if now we break back below 28,500. That's going to be the most important level going forward in the medium to short term. Um, so again, like money flow being as high as it is and market liberator being as high as it is, still have divergence on the overall here as far as daily goes. But the medium, you know, shorter term bearish divergences have been completely run the heck over. So if we find support at 28.6, you know, obviously if you're still in shorts, it's the golden opportunity to get out at entry, take your 1% loss, get the hack out, and potentially relong the strength of the support that we have at 28. Um, I really didn't expect us to, you know, stick around 30 consolidating uh, for more than a day. And we've sat here for now about two, two and a half days. Interestingly enough, we're not obviously slamming through it, but volume is at, you know, peak lows in the medium term. And a move is about to come for sure. CPI data today really didn't see a huge negative impact on the market. We obviously tumbled a little bit 
the S&P falling about 30 points. Bitcoin obviously stumbling here, pushing back a little bit. Um, have we seen the, the actual result of the CPI numbers? Potentially, potentially not. We also know that Ethereum is going through their major upgrade today. The Shanghai update uh, is coming out, essentially unlocking a total of $30 billion worth of Ethereum. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Apparently, as they've stated, the Ethereum network, um, or sorry, the Ethereum Foundation has stated that not all $30 billion will be released on, you know, at one time. It should take a matter of maybe three weeks for the total amount to be uh, given back to everyone. So it's not like everyone's unstaking at the exact same time. That should definitely help with um, some massive sort of decline in the price, right? Not just a massive sell-off. Um, it could still happen if FOMO starts to kick in, right? We see continuous selling for, let's say, the next two to three weeks going into next month. Obviously not the best thing overall for us, but it would be healthy to see that hopefully sell off a bit, retest into the major support levels that we have, and look for continuation. As far as... Um, any sort of symmetrical triangle idea goes with Ethereum, it is broken above. We just don't have a true retest of that break. Now, because it broke the symmetrical triangle and it didn't just absolutely bust to the top, potentially if we do see a retest, now we're forming and playing into actually an ascending triangle sort of idea. And because we didn't see that major break, we take the idea that actually maybe this is more of an ascending triangle and our resistance is still closer to $2,000. Um, we can absolutely come and back test it now, play a little bit within this zone for a bit, and then potentially come even all the way back into the lows, hopefully for a higher low than the previous low, for that retest of major support just below the level to hit all those liquidations and all these over-leveraged traders that are going to be in this zone, probably right below 1700. I would say idealistically, if Ethereum was to come back into the 1620s um, and hold the higher low and hold the overall closing candles of what was resistance now support, I think we'd be in good shape. So essentially looking at closes around and above 1700, but we can wick into the 1580, we could wick into the 1500 region. There's a bunch of different little support levels down in this zone. Um, and overall, everything, as long as we get that higher low, maybe even a little bit of hidden bullish divergence, if we do come back down hard enough, you know, that could spring load us for an actual test of 2000, which is the much more significant resistance in this zone. 2000 being the major level, right? The key level was uh, 1750. We had another key level at 1400. We broke through, we came right back to that zone. So that's what I'm that's what we're looking for here. Going into Bitcoin, the medium terms, again saying the same thing, right? There is pretty clear another new bearish divergence now stacked up in this medium term. We need to be aware of this and be careful of this. But overall, you know, we're looking for higher lows. The weeklies will continue the trend. They're not done. The three-day and the four-day are looking to potentially re-triple confirm back up in the bad uncle touch me zone. You know, this downside move could just be a one day wick and flick and be on off to the races again. 
you know, something very short term, just quickly wicking back into it and taking off. And, you know, again, this stuff may just invalidate and it'll just keep going. But the fact that it keeps trying and trying and trying again to play out this div makes me feel like, again, 30k is such an important resistance that we weren't just going to bust through it on the first test that we've had in like two or three years. Doesn't make any sense. You know, poking above it, we've gotten that. We hit the 30,500. You know, heavy resistance came in. We liquidated a lot of people that were up in that zone. And, you know, because a lot, I think a lot of people had uh, stop losses at and around 30 or liquidation around 30. That was a huge level um, for bulls to hit and get above, right? And now we're still potentially going to close this day below 30. Um, a close above 30 would be huge. Retesting 28,500 and holding it, huge. Right? That would be the medium bear bullish case. But just like, I just, I don't know, man. Can we, do we have enough strength and momentum built up in this whole thing to just bust through right now? I don't know. I don't really feel it. But, you know, could be wrong. Listen to your triple confirmations. Everything's TC'd up, except for the medium terms are turning down, right? This is potentially a starting entry position, adding to the potential starting entry if you already had one, but ultimately looking for the relong. And, you know, if, again, you get the back test and it holds, you have to turn your thinking around again. You know, this thing just keeps making making moves, right? 25. Faked it out right at the end, pumped into 28. You know, kept tickling, tickling, pushing back, pushing back. Finally got the close above 28,500, as we spoke about for forever. You know, and as soon as it did the actual close, right, it was, it was pumping. It continued to pump. The close came in at like 29 something or other. And what did we see within the, you know, the next 12 to 15 hours? It went all the way up to 30,500. You know, you beat one key level, you hit the next. It's just how the fibs work. It's how everything works in unison. Beautiful. To go along with our potential turndown of the, of the crypto markets, you know, taking a look here at US Tenure and Dixie, do we have any uh, confluence going on here? Not really. Honestly, not really. The Dixie potentially trying to turn around, but at the same time, you know, not really. Money flow turning back down, red dot confirmed, bearish divergences in the short medium term. It's not, yeah, not really any confluence going on here. The only the only thing I can see is that we're still on key level support. We are technically holding it for now at this 3.4%. We're still, you know, rubbing along support on the Dixie as we test down into this level. Um, so, yeah, but the overall trend right now you know, I think for the rest of week, uh, probably is going to continue pushing down here, um, which means Bitcoin potentially just continuing to sit and tickle along 30k for at least another couple of days uh, before we would see a reversal. If we are going to, again, sorry, not a reversal, a retest, back test. I think the best percentage that we could see out of a back test right now would be 20%, more than likely closer to 9, 10%. Um, I think that'd be a much more reasonable type of type of percentage that we would see here. Quickly, you want to take a look at 
Bitcoin dominance. It is pushing through uh, the first more important key level of resistance at that 47.5%. We're sitting at 48.5 or 48.5% right now. Um, still not completely above this level of resistance here. Obviously, we haven't closed a higher high on the dominance yet. As far as this uh, this range goes, we would need to see closes above 48.8 uh, or better on a closing candle basis of the daily. I haven't gotten that yet. Still prone to be seeing some sort of, again, pullback in the dominance, potentially letting some of these alts take off a little bit and hopefully getting, you know, some, some decent prices back into the, uh, into the main cap coins. Pull back ETH, pull back BTC, hopefully let some of that money go into other things. Or every, obviously everything will probably drop at the same time. Bitcoin and ETH will level out. Maybe ETH have a, or ah, alts have a couple days to, uh, you know, open up a little bit, take off, and then potentially continue seeing Bitcoin uh, pump. Uh, the fact that the S&P 500 is continually rejecting this level, I've seen it again, 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 and again, um, I don't have a lot of hope for this thing to actually smash through here. Again, if it does, you know, we have a really nice potential, nice fat bullish setup here. If it if it were to actually happen, but what we're seeing right now in the medium terms is rejection turning around. Hopefully, uh, see it play out on BTC as well in the next couple of days if this is going to completely start falling off here by tomorrow. We need to see money flow correcting itself, turning down. We already have red dot, which will open as of tomorrow. Wolfpack may close into the red as of tomorrow's close. And more than likely, we're looking at some sort of bearish divergence here in the short term as well. As we can see pretty clear across the indicators that we have higher highs and lower highs going on. A little bit of hidden bearish divergence going on as well. And yeah, we can already see that shorter term money flow already turning down. Kind of a sign for the future of what the four hour is going to do. Interesting to see how the next couple days play out. Again, I don't think anything really crazy is going to happen until potentially Monday of next week. And more so just ranging prices from here. We're at such a critical level. You know, the bulls are trying to pinch and pry at the price. Like we're, we're basically, you know, held between these very tight ranges of 28.6 and 30,500, call it. We'll have to see how the rest of the week plays out, but I, yeah, not expecting a whole heck of a lot. Um, altcoins pretty flat today, not really doing much, right? Everything I think is just kind of waiting for a decision here with BTC and ETH. I think everyone's paying attention to that uh, Shanghai update. Obviously, CPI data came out today, right? Um, I don't think we've actually seen true reaction to it yet. And we'll have to, uh, yeah, we'll have to see how the rest of the week pans out. As I said in the beginning, um, there was a bit of news coming out. Let me just pull it up. FTX news. I thought this was hilarious. Here we are. So the bankrupt crypto exchange FTX has recovered $7.3 billion in assets. Yada, yada, yada. Crypto exchange FTX has recovered this money, cash and liquid assets, an increase of more than 800 million since January. So, okay. So yeah, it's only actually 800 million, but you know, whatever. The FTX attorney, Andy, said that the company is starting to think about its future after months of efforts devoted to collecting resources and figuring out what went wrong under the leadership. So it sounds like they're gonna put all the blame on uh, Mr. Sam Freed Bankman, and somehow they think they're going to pull this thing out of the ground. You know, I just, I just, 
personally, I don't believe that there's any trust or transparency left uh, with customers from FTX. Like, I mean, you know, they, they can't put this all on just Sam. It was the whole team knew about what was going on. They were all under wraps with the same idea that, oh, we can send our money to our leverage trading platform. No problem, even though these are user funds and we're, you know, this is theft and blah, 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 blah. Absolutely brutal. FTX has benefited from the recent rise in crypto prices. <laughs> we haven't paid anyone back anything yet, but <laughs> we're thinking about turning this thing back around. Turn it back on. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this actually goes. There's not a whole heck of a ton of information on this thing, but, you know, it sounds like they're in talks of actually, like, you know, ooh, we'll relaunch FTX. We still have the token. We still have the exchange. Blah, 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 blah. But I just, ah, I don't know. I think if anything, people are going to use it to uh, just like, you know, boycott the company. Oh, you want to start again? Okay, well, we're going to short the shit out of FTT, you know, <laughs> FTX stock or everything associated with them. I just don't see how they're going to actually reopen successfully. Why would anyone use this service after what they did? You know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see how <laughs> just in what I miss. You missed everything, Giganto. Everything. <laughs> the markets are in turmoil. Nothing's happening. FTX is relaunching. The magic internet money continues to come in. Hello, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Like, I'd love to hear some uh, some opinion here. You know, would you use FTX if they relaunched? Like, I, I, I would say as long as they deal with the, um, you know, the debts first that they have, they pay all their clients back and their customers, then, you know, then everything's, you know, water under the bridge. Sure. But until that actually happens, like, this is, you know, it's not okay. Oh, well, we declared bankruptcy, so all that, you know, that we're cleared. We're cleared. We don't have to pay anyone back. We're just going to relaunch. Like, that That would be just disgusting. Yeah, I think the point that I want to drive home, guys, is that, you know, th we've talked about this so much in the past. When the macros flip, your mindset must also flip. There will be, you know, small opportunities to catch shorts that will come, you know, very rapidly. But in a bullish phase, when things are just, you know, continuing to tick up and tick up and tick up, like you're, you're, you're ultimately looking for that rebuying position. You're not, you know, the sh if you miss the short, tough titties, it's not a big deal. It's the upside direction that you don't want to be missing. So just, you know, be cautious of that. Be aware that you were ultimately looking to get back in because the macro will continue to carry the rest of the market with it. We're turning into a phase that we haven't seen in years. You know, we had almost two years straight of bearish downside, continually pushing lower, right? That was the time to be shorting, 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 reshorting, small long here and there, reshorting right? The macro has changed. The weeklies are TC'd up. The two-week, the three-week, and the monthly are all gearing up to triple confirm back to the upside as well. So if you get a cup, you know, you get a 10% down day, you take advantage of it. You get a 20% down day, you're ecstatic and you take advantage of it. Just, yeah, drill that into your head. Macros change, mindsets change. That's all there is to it.
Like, look, look at this. Beauty three a week. Beautiful. The monthly is even late here. Like, the monthly is late. And I want you guys to, to note this as well. That volume, right? Lowest point that we can see on Bitstamp. Let's go back a little bit. Let's go to our BLX so we can see all the data here. But I want you to see, like, it is literally some of the lowest trading volume ever. You have some of the lowest amounts of, of available crypto on the exchanges to buy. Lowest volume, lowest amount to buy. Like, you know, when volume starts taking off, and at some point, it absolutely will, because it's just how these things work, right? It gets so boring, so lame, no one wants it, no one wants to touch it, and everything flips, and then you're like, wow, how did I miss this train? It doesn't make any sense. I truly believe that this bull market, this when it, when it really, truly starts to take off, it will probably, probably be one of the best and most profitable bull markets we've seen. In, in the last two cycles, at least. I think we're going to outpace them by quite a bit. You know, there's a lot of things that we have going on that we've never seen before. Governments talking about digital dollars, digital economies. Compl you know, people are going to push back from that. And not everyone, you know, believes in the idea that you're centralized <laughs> autonomous, right? Like, I don't want to be a part of that. There's a lot more reasoning for people to get into crypto now because there's all this other stuff that's going to shit. I think that's going to play a huge factor here. But this volume speaks for itself. You don't need to look at anything else. The, the average volume, crazy. Crazy how freaking low it is. So pay attention to this. When, this. when this starts to point in this direction, you know, watch the heck out. Absolutely massive. Absolutely massive. Now, this obviously, you know, this doesn't point in direction. That's why we have everything else giving us direction. And be careful, because obviously if the US dollar, you know, goes to a penny, <laughs> are we going absolutely parabolic or is Bitcoin going very low? You know, more than likely up. But there could be some sort of black swan absolute you know we just just be prepared for the future because we there's so much talk going on around the world with you know the major five oil bearing companies talking about getting out of the petrodollar oh we're going to start trading in one what does that do to the to the american dollar what does that do to the global economic everything you know we we don't know we've never seen it before you know, our grandparents' lifetime never saw anything like that. Like, it's just, you can't, can't come up with a solution for something that you've never seen before. But, yeah, truly believe. Biggest bull run. One of the biggest bull runs yet. If it's not this next one, it'll be the next next one. Because at some point, this S-shaped curve pattern will go exponential. This macro chart, which has been curling over we'll find exponential parabolia. It's just a matter of when. You know, we have all the stuff set up right now for it to do so, but we'll see. We'll see, my friends. All right, a bit, I went on a bit of a tangent. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen today. Um, as always, make sure you check out tripleconfirmation.com for the automated on-chain decentralized trading bot. Um, it is absolutely in profit right now. Excellent stuff. 
Um, yeah, we've got big news coming out, of course, in eight days. Eight days from today. Big news. One year triple confirmation party going on. Be there for that. We appreciate the heck out of you guys. And uh, we'll talk to you on Friday. Make sure you have a good rest of your day. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>